theme song. The Hello Kitty thing. Like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why I get so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up Gitchy Gitchy Goo means that I love you. What are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am Brad, your host, and this is your co-host, Simon Peggington. Also known as Seth. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's the triple threat of yeah, a name. Yeah, there was so much in that name. <laughs> and I, I came up with it on the right here, and I'm so proud of myself because I feel like I've peaked. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to strive for that again, but I think I can do it. I think you so. Definitely. Sugar Honey Iced Tea was good. I stole that, though. That's just so? a reference. This was, uh, this was my own brain. That's fair. So I, I get to take ownership of this. That's fair. You just like sugar honey iced tea because you, it implies that you're a tea. Yeah, I like tea. Also, the, <laughs> the joke there was also like... I know, it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> so how you been, man? I've been great. Um, Been a little chill over a week, which is nice. Um, And I wa- I'm almost done with Euphoria. I'm on the second to last episode of season two. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. I know you were <laughs> like, I don't know if it's for me. As someone who's now watched the second season not for you man especially yeah. if you couldn't even handle season one no it's rock bottom and it, mm. you just when you think it's worse you pause it and there's half an hour left of the episode yeah genuinely that's what happened to me it was it was a lot it's too much for me euphoria it's just the thing of like and i get the, i understand like why people like it because it's obviously a great show and it's obviously mm-hmm. well written it's just it's just a difference in taste for me because it's like i don't want to i don't watch tv or movies to see real world i watch it to kind of get away from it mm-hmm. and stuff so whenever I, so those shows where it's just like it's the most depressing thing you've ever seen i'm just like nah, i don't really want to watch this <laughs> it's the complexity of the characters for me i just mm-hmm. i love seeing them react and adapt to these situations and it's it i don't know it's just really interesting yeah i'm a realist though i like realism you don't. And so you're Iron Man and I'm Captain America. No, Captain America was the realist, bro. No, he's an idealist. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of the movie. No, because Iron Man cuts the wire. What? There's a, there's a metaphor. It's like oh. Iron Man cuts the wire, but Captain America tosses it out. Because Captain America is what it should be while, Captain, or, or, while Iron Man will try and like fix it. Yeah, exactly. What it should be is an idealist route because it's like that's not how it actually is, but it's how it should be. But how Iron Man is is he'll do what is real, what he thinks is like the most realistic point. You're right. So you're Iron that's Man. That's crazy. And I'm Captain. That's crazy. We've talked about this before. I know. I just I didn't think it's set so hard. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's crazy, man. It is. I, like the... I was Team Cap, and so were you. Yeah. Oh. No, Cap is like he's yeah he's like the ultimate idealist. He's he's the epitome of like what America should be, mm-hmm. and which people don't get. Yeah, they think it's he represents what America is. No, it's what it should be. Yes, which is what's so important. Yeah, and what pe- people like completely miss about the character. Well, and they also like just cemented that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or yeah, Captain absolutely. America and the Winter Soldier. Well, no, it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier for that show. But at the end, they changed it to. Well, I think that's going to be like maybe what season two is if they do season two. You know what I'm saying, though. But like, um, that's they like really reinforced it because Falcon was like, "I'm I'm going to be bigger, yeah, than what you guys think of me." And like, I don't, I really like that. Um, so I've been watching it for you though. And then 
I don't think I feel like I watched a movie this week. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I'll remember it later. What have yeah. you been up to and watching? Uh, I've been watching a few things. I watched um one of the big things though is I watched Midnight Gospel. I watched the first three episodes so of that. Good. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's very up my alley. Mm-hmm. I kind of forget how much I do love podcasts. Yeah, like I kind of I kind of put myself in my in a bubble of like what podcasts I listen to. It's maybe like two or three, but then I'll I'll listen to another one and then I'm like. Oh, no, I do. I do like this concept of just two people having a conversation, and that's what this is. Though it's that on drugs, yeah. But it's um, it's a really entertaining. And the first episode is writing brilliant of mm-hmm. just the idea where they talk about like the idea of whenever you're on a drug or on a high, you see paradise, and then what happens to you whenever you see paradise, and then you're brought down to the bottom, mm-hmm. and then at the end they become zombies and they find out that as zombies it's a paradise and it's actually great and the zombies are just trying to share that and then they're cured and they're they become human again where basically they're brought back to the bottom and i was like oh, they're geniuses this is amazing writing <laughs> and I, yeah i love that a lot um but i'm only three episodes in i don't know how many episodes there are it's like 10 8 great 10. It, okay. there's not a ton i hope there's Kinda more sad. i hope there's 10 um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it right now. And, um, but I have been watching some other things. I, oh, I started watching Sweet Magnolias. Who's that? It's, okay. So it's a drama. Um, <laughs> okay. so Alyssa, Alyssa, uh, watched it when it first came out, like right before COVID hit. And then it got pushed off because of COVID obviously. Yeah. Um, it's basically Reba. Okay. But set in a small town. With more characters and more drama than comedy, it still is a very light drama. They don't really get too deep. They kind I was of play off say, the because if it's part. Reba, it's like well, that was a sitcom. Yeah, but it, it's an hour, and they added a little more not intensity, but made it a little more serious, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I do, but the fun part is the girl who plays Cheyenne in Reba mm-hmm. plays the Reba character in this. Oh, that's fun. And like it's like her name's not Reba, it's Maddie, and like it's all changed and everything. But mm-hmm. it's just really good, really like campy and fun. Definitely That's right up your alley. Yeah, something you watch just to kind of feel happy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then there can be like issues and things, but it's not like the end of the world. So it's kind of yeah. nice for me. That's, yeah, you are right there, right, right up my alley. That's what I like too. It's just I've been feeling that way lately, where it's just whenever I want to watch something, I texted you this of like. I want something to watch, just something not too dark. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I texted you this, you were like not in that mood at all because you were you recommended me like Rick and Morty. And I'm like, that's like the most depressing thing. Yeah, but like Rick and Morty is kind of ironic in that way because it's like a ridiculous cartoon, but also just deals with serious things. And also, we just sometimes we just like different things in different it, moods. Yeah, and but Rick and Morty is like it's a ridiculous it's ridiculous things, and it's there are jokes in it, but. They have. They really do. Like they'll sit in the thought process of, I hate myself and I hate life and why am I doing anything? And that's the thing where it's like I don't really want to feel like that. I don't want to sit in that for at all, really. The Midnight Gospel does that really well. In the opposite, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like you find meaning and joy in that meaning instead yeah. of being like it. Eh, it doesn't matter. So just do whatever the hell you want. Absolutely, they'll bring up that idea of like y- you feel like that, but then they'll go like. But then you also see it, they like bring up, it's almost like devil's advocate mm-hmm. of they think of the um, opposite point of view where it's like 
but then there's this and it's a very nice thing and that that, that I really appreciated because <laughs> also just like I'll just use the first episode as an example of like they talk about drug use and really the complexities of drug use and the president is going uh, this is all so weird if you don't know what we're yeah, talking I, about it's but it's been like years since I watched this yeah. but I specifically remember this episode and then a couple others mm-hmm. but just like they're talking about the complexities of drug use, but they're also, but he's also going like, there is no such thing as a good drug or a bad drug. It's just the people's relationship mm-hmm. with drugs. And it's also, and it's like, it creates this separate point of view that is obvious and maybe you have heard of, but it's like, it's a nice thing it's of getting out of the box of like good and bad. But with, when it comes to drugs, which is you usually view as bad. So it was just kind of, it was very refreshing. Yeah. Well, and uh, I don't want to actually get in the big war on drugs conversation. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, It's also just, it's a very fun, like happy thing. Like when I watched it, I, cause I don't usually get time to watch TV until like I'm about to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'll just, I was just laying there. I was just like, wow, this is like a perfect like thing to like send myself to sleep in. It really is. Cause it just, it puts that in like the happiest mood ever. Mm -hmm. And that's the nice lighter. And that's the nice thing about podcasts too, really. It's just like, there's something really comforting about just two people having a conversation mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily matter what they're talking about. As long as you kind of like the people's personalities, it's, there's something so soothing about it. It's like, um, like game grumps isn't a podcast, but essentially it's just two people talking. So it kind of is a podcast mm-hmm. and I find them, I've been listening to them for a long time. So I, I'm very like accustomed to their voices. I I fall asleep to them very easily because it's just there's something so comforting about it. And yeah, I it's just the thing of like I do love podcasts. Yeah, no, I am. I didn't find my love for podcast until the Midnight Gospel. That's actually what inspired me to check mm-hmm. out like uh, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, and this because that literally led to this. Yeah. Um. So it, it's really interesting that like kind of how that put me in such a good mental space with podcast specifically that now I'm, I'm episode 17. Wow. So we can attribute you doing this show to the midnight gospel. Yeah. Interesting. Crazy, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like I've listened to some podcasts. I listened to, um, I think his name is Chase Ross in high school. Um, and he was a, a gay trans guy who just kind of talked about a lot of information about a lot of different things. Um, and, uh, my f- best friend recommended it to him. Shout out to Danny. Um, and yeah, so like I, uh, I, and then I kind of just dropped off Yeah. and then, um, I just saw Midnight Gospel one day and I was like, you know, that looks, that looks fun. I'm, I'm gonna watch that one. Yeah. I think it's, it definitely like speaks to the idea of, I think maybe what could be the case for you, even though you're absolutely going to disagree is, um, sometimes you, you do like a, a medium, but you don't know it until you find the right one which is, I think, is going to be the case for you with comics. It's definitely the case for you with anime. Oh, for sure. Like, you you know, you kind of stuck your nose up to anime, and then you watch My Hero, and you're like, this is awesome. And you're you're definitely more open to animes yeah. now because you're yeah, like, you, under, you understand what they can be. Um, I think for comics, you just haven't quite Maybe the that Hawkeye one. comic just, because, oh, well, that's something I read this week. Yeah, I finished the Hawkeye comic that is that the TV show that released in December was based on. We're loving it. I liked the action, and I really liked the beginning. If you noticed, once I got through like the first half, I stopped texting as much, 
I didn't mm. care for the Haley Steinfeld or not Haley Steinfeld. Sorry, Kate Bishop, <laughs> Kate Bishop. arc in like L.A. Yeah, it, it wasn't really as interesting to me. I'll admit that that that's definitely the case for me too. But I think like as a whole, it's it's still like a good story, and it almost like does kind of come full circle whenever she comes back of just like almost like the prodigal child sort of thing of just like Kate Bishop is back and it's and it's the final battle and we're gonna kick ass Mm -hmm. but just the thing of like you liked that story and then by whenever you finish you texted me I'm never reading a comic again and that was like last week I had said like comics aren't for everybody and they're not but like that was such a strong statement to say especially especially to me who I spent my entire like preteens and teenage years like learning everything I could about comics. So whenever I heard that, I was just I was a bit offended. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. What I what I guess I meant was like I really liked the beginning story because it was really established and it kind of fell into the next. And then when she left, it was very obvious that this was setting up something completely different. Mm-hmm. And it was. Once you get to the end, you find out that there's like a league and one of them is her father. Yes, and that are that are now going to try and kill her and uh, Ronan slash Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I think I just didn't like the side story. Yeah. Um, and I mean that just might be a me thing. Um, and then maybe there's other comics where I'll read them and I'll be like, okay, this is this is fine. I just mm-hmm. don't think comics are going to be something that like I devote a ton of time to. I want you to keep an open mind and explore some other comics because as far as I know, you've read like. What three that I know of? I re- I started Last Airbender or one of the Avatar: The Promise doesn't count. No, because that's like more. I I have to love that it's Avatar. It doesn't um, count. And then I watched. I read Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. You read then... you read part part of the Batman, the Court of yeah. Owls. Yeah, and yeah. that was interesting. I just don't think Batman is really my type of. That's like, fair, favorite hero. and that's the thing. It's like there, but comics is like there's. It's such a vast medium really to so to go like dude i'm never reading a comic again especially when your your viewpoint on comics has been pretty limited i feel like that's not quite fair to say to it and like there's just things to do saga is a brilliant comic and maybe maybe superheroes isn't your thing if that's the case maybe you want to try saga where it's this fantasy epic sort of Mm -hmm. a thing and it's got a but it's got a very personal story in it that's really nice so maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe you want a Western, and there are a bunch of those, too. So it's just kind of, I think it's just finding what your niche is. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I mean, you know me. I'll try anything once. You're going to eventually get me to try another comic. Let's be real. Yeah, I know. Like, you, you had said, like, I'm never reading another. And I was like, you're absolutely reading more comics because, like, I'm going to make you. And you were like, no, you're not. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. I think it just, I just didn't like the Kate story in that. And it really, it really threw me. Because I even sent you a picture of, like, some of their commentary and some mm-hmm. of, like, their conversations. And then even the one where he's, like, jumping and you have, like, the Hawkeye head. Yeah. It was so funny. And I yeah. was like, this is actually really fun, Brad. And then it, like, died, kind of. And they basically focused the whole second half on Kate. And it just didn't hit as much. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole, like, body copy thing was weird. And I think the the only thing I'll say is, like, I... I really, there was like a shift in the artist at some point. Yeah, and it's huge. I really didn't like that. No. I love the, at the beginning of that comic where it's a very minimalist sort of art style. Are There's, you talking about the Hawkeye beginning or the uh, no, Young not, Avengers not beginning? Not the Young Avengers, the Hawkeye beginning. Okay. It's a very minimalist and just like, there's something very pleasing to me about that. For, I don't I get, this is definitely a personal opinion thing, but like, 
Mac loves the hyper realistic, like you can see the, de- and she's an artist, so that might have to do with it. But like, she can see like the detail and work that kind of went into it. And I'm more just, and I'm kind of like, that seems like a lot. I don't need that. And so I really love this art style. And then as we go through it, that changes. And then, so whenever I, I got something that I really loved and then it just changed and I was like, no, 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 let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, um, I actually was kind of intrigued with the Young Avengers story, mm-hmm. but that only had one issue of the 22. That was just set up for like the relationship between yeah. Clint and um, Kate. It's weird jumping from artist to artist because yep. it feels like I'm not supposed to do it as I read it. But <laughs> I was like, this fair. is one book though. So like, I'm definitely supposed to be doing this, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And that's, but that's something that like I've grown accustomed to because it happens a lot during runs where it's um, just, you know, an artist is, an artist can, you know, j- go on to a story and it's like, I really like this story. But once you do like 36 issues and it's like an issue a month, it's kind of like, maybe I don't want to like do this forever sort of a thing. So an artist jumps off and another one goes on. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing wrong to the new artist, but it's another great example is that it was a, there's a Daredevil run that started in 2019. It's an amazing run. But um, the art in it is so great. And if it changes, man I, it's just it's not gonna hit the same because it fits that storyline so well mm-hmm. and so it's just like i don't want it i don't want it to change are most comics hand-drawn still today or are they oh, digital digital yeah okay, a lot of people curious. do bit digital stuff um you can just tell that by really the paper like that's it's fair. um back in the day like there's paper that's it's more newspaper and there's all you can like see the dots the ink dots in it um fun fact jack kirby uh Jack the King Kirby, who uh, created Captain America, uh, he he did he had the an art style of like Kirby dots, and it was how he like um portrayed like energy. So if somebody mm-hmm. had like an energy blast, there were there were a lot of dots in it, and it was it was a very unique and kind of like it it showed the like um intensity of it. It was like plasma or something, and it was really cool. Okay, yeah. I've got a bunch of facts like that. No, that's fair. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. Anyways, we kind of went off for yeah, we went off, but that's fine. I, you wanted to talk about this comic anyways. I'm just glad yeah. I remembered it. That's probably what I was, like, really forgetting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Sweet Magnolias, uh, and then that are the main things I've been watching. Oh, and Euphoria, but I talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so did you want to get into this week's topic? Yes, I want to get into this week's topic so much, which is we are discussing the Batman. Whoop, whoop. The Batman. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. That's all you have to say about it is it was fine. No, but I knew you'd have a rebuttal. <laughs> My thing is, and I'm I, and I'm just gonna say it at face value. Well, wait. I, I actually, I, I do want to say we should do a spoiler free review. Okay, I can do that. This first. is gonna be a spoiler. We'll do a spoiler free review because it's still pretty new as it yeah. comes out. Even whenever this episode comes out, it's still gonna be pretty new. So we're gonna do a spoiler free, and then we'll tell you whenever we're gonna get into the spoilers. I, I loved this film, and I loved this film because it's Batman comic book to a T, mm-hmm. and it's done in just the best way. I feel of uh, the story is intriguing. I think like very intriguing while being comic book. I don't think like it being comic book is like points against it. I feel, but I know I'm a different opinion on that. And 
I think it's really well acted. The cast is awesome. The action is phenomenal in this I, movie. I do want to say that the action was probably my favorite part. Yeah, that's that's a fair thing to say like, about it, this. It was the scenes were so good, and like I, I'll get more specific once we get to the spoiler review. But I, I every time there was an action scene, I was enthralled. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely enthralled into what was happening. Yeah. I mean, especially the final. The final one was so stinking good. Man. Absolutely. And like, just, I, I really just loved it. And if you're um watching if you're like wondering, th- this is a bit of a spoiler, but like it's kind of a thing of like everybody's c- kind of wondering about it. There's no death. We don't see the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. It's mentioned. Well, it's me- reference. Th- th- it's always a th- I think it's always a thing that's going to be in Batman's life. So there's nothing wrong with mentioning it. We don't want to forget about it. But I am tired of seeing it. And I think they heard that. Good. It took them too long it to took hear them 17 that. Seventeen years. Seventeen. <laughs> okay. When was eighty nine? That was thirty years ago. So thirty two, three years ago now. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to see it. Like nobody wants to see it anymore. And you're not going to offer anything new at this point. Not anything new that we're going to care about. So in this movie, they don't show it. Um, and I think that's fantastic. I yeah. just And there's more uh, things like that. One, this is a detective story. And I feel like, and that's something we haven't seen uh, and I make from a Batman. about that. Um, a spoiler one? or a... No, not a spoiler one. Yeah, what do you want? My thing is, and I think I texted this to you as well, when I went into it, I expected it to be a lot more comic accurate, but I didn't fully understand what that would mean. Mm. And I think that caught me really off guard. Yeah. Because it was it was more of a like a psychological thriller. Yeah. It so, gave me more like invisible man and Joker energy, which and like we agreed it gave Joker energy, but you think it's better and I know, but we'll that's a oh, whole we other will conversation. Get in, no, we will get into that. I know. We will get into that. But what I want to say is when I went into the Joker, mm-hmm. I expected exactly what I got. Did it make me feel a lot more gross and uncomfy? Yes, but I expected what I got. When I went into this, I expected a superhero film. And yes, Batman is a, but he he's much more a vigilante. And Alyssa even said that's what she liked more about it. Yeah, so that's the thing that you had mentioned of like, this doesn't feel like a superhero film. And like, I understand what you mean by that, but I, I definitely feel that that is, that has to do with your misunderstanding of what batman is 100 percent. it's it's me but it just kind this of is, off put me for a second this is, i i do think this is a superhero film like t- really well done and but it's the thing of like because it's batman is the focal point and it's done in a way that they understand what batman is one he's a detective one this is early days so we're not mm-hmm. getting into like you know the animated justice league where he's his partners are essentially gods and he's mm-hmm. fighting other gods or aliens and stuff like that it's not like um ben affleck's batman this is more simple street level um human well not human it's just like it's, everyone in it was human well everyone that's what i mean by it but not like i don't mean it by like the threats were very human like kind of like personal level kind mm-hmm. of a thing it was just um yeah they're all humans basically and it it really is. It's it's a more simple. It's the early days, but like they understand what Batman is, and it's done very well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it, man. It's like it's so good. It 
delivers what it's supposed to be doing. And it's honestly like what we should have gotten a long time ago, I feel. I I really, I feel like I need to see it again. I'm not going to go see it again because it's a lot. <laughs> I But I feel like when it comes out on DVD, I'm going to have to check it out and oh, yeah. rewatch it and kind of like fully this. take that in as what it is. Because it, it like, I think you're completely correct. It was my misconception of who Batman is as a character mm-hmm. that kind of, that definitely off put me. And I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. I definitely like the Dark Knight trilogy better. Mm. At least the last two. I don't really care for Batman Begins. This is definitely better than <laughs> Batman Begins. That's so um, funny because I'm actually just like, if there's any Batman that's going to contend with this, it is Batman Begins. The argument right now is Dark Knight. I know. But, uh, but well, that's, that's a later talk thing. Uh, um, yeah. I want to discuss the, like, the, like this, though, as a whole, just because it just as it the, didn't hit as hard for as, me. Let's talk about the villain, not with the, getting into the spoilers, but just like, how intimidating do you think he? Terrifying. Yeah. I I genuinely like. I thought there were going to be jump scares. Because yeah, of just there were how moments I thought that too. He was. Mm-hmm. And it, and they did it so well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the first kill. Mm-hmm. Like like it's just the details to it was just like this is someone who is literally psychotic, yeah. and they took no time making sure you as the audience knew that. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just, I think it was, I think for that character, there, it, the Riddler, there are elements of that that I don't necessarily like. Like the fact that I don't like that his mask, it, or one, I don't even necessarily like that he has a mask, but that it's like a gas mask. And that, that felt very much like this character is ridiculous. We're not going to go full comic book with that. But, um, so I don't necessarily like that, but really like, as a character, this is the Riddler. Like, they get the core element mm-hmm. of that character right. It felt like it to me. Yeah. It, I guess my problem is just more of an aesthetic thing. Um, but no, like, they, they got the un, the important parts of, like, the Riddler's um, uh, character and personality right, which I think was great. Yeah. <laughs> it really made, like, because Riddler's kind of like a dealish joke villain sort of a character now. But he didn't feel like it. No. It not felt at all. like this whole movie revolved around him and it should have. Mm-hmm. I was really worried because Two Face was supposed to be in it. Was he? I thought you said that. Oh, well, technically. Yes. You, were you referencing the comic, the, not the in, movie? Yeah, in the comic that this is based off of the long Halloween, uh, Two Face is a big element of that. But um, spoilers, I'm sorry. They didn't do that. Um, and But I don't think that's a problem at all. Like, I don't think you're really going to look at this and go like, man, I really miss Two-Face. Um, you're... I didn't. No, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think what I'm, all I'm really trying to say with this is um, the Riddler, even though he is like a D-list villain, was big enough to take a three-hour movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think... What I had realized something today is that like this feels like Iron Man, like the first one. Yeah, in it's the... not a melodrama, but yes, <laughs> well, I can I, see what you mean. We, I feel like in the sense of like they're not trying to build a universe with this movie, and they're not doing it the way that they've they're been. They're actually laying down groundwork for whatever they're, just, they're doing. Well, they're just doing. No, it's not even that. They're just doing a good movie. 
which is what the Iron Man movie, what, whenever they made Iron Man, they weren't expecting it to be what it is now, like the MCU. They were just like, they, their thought process was, if this does, maybe this does well enough and we can do one more. That was their thought process mm-hmm. at the time. But what DC until now has just been doing movie with the, uh, movies with the idea of, we're going to set up the next universe. And it's just, it's going to be huge. And it hasn't worked because that's not the mindset that you go into this with. And this movie, I can, I can definitely see a universe being built off of this so far. Like there's room for that, but that's not the focus really. It's like, we're doing a one, a self-contained Batman story and we're making sure it's done well. And that's exactly what they did. So that's why I'm kind of comparing it to Iron Man. Okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see it being like it's not a enough. start. A start of whatever Batman is going to be. Yeah. I will say, and to jump off on that, the th- one of the things I loved most was how Batman and Gotham oriented the movie truly was. Yeah. Like, what were your reference- thoughts on Gotham? Okay, okay, if we talk about Gotham, we're probably going to just start the spoiler reveal. We don't necessarily have to. Just like the aesthetic of it, like what did you think? I thought it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, I Surely, thought it was from really... what I think of when I think Gotham. Yeah, I think the Gotham in this was really great because, like in Batman v Superman, or like whatever the Ben Affleck's version of Gotham is, or even the Christian Bale. I don't even think we saw the Ben Affleck Gotham. I think we did a bit, but like even the um, but the Christian Bale, I guess, is maybe a better example. That version of Gotham, it's just like a city. It's like you see it like you see it in the day and a lot actually and it's just kind of like it just looks like a New York or something. Mm-hmm. It's not really that big of a deal, but really it's like you know, like I whenever I think of Gotham, I think of well, I think of gothic. I think of like really dramatic buildings mm-hmm. and just things where you're kind of like how does the city exist? And it's just the thing of like and this kind of nailed it. There was some elements of realness to it where it's just like this this seems like a city that could happen, but also just like, but it was enough of the weird stuff that it, it satisfied me. You know, I, I agree. Um, I think I just liked how dark it felt. I liked yeah. how much it reminded me of the crow. If yeah, I'm okay. being honest, and I like, and I know like it, this was a very different movie from the crow, but it was also similar in other ways. But also like, I think a big inspiration for the crow was Batman. Yeah, And I like that. I like that. This felt like a Gothic noir. Yeah, but like, yeah, it did. But like, it was made a new, in 2020. It absolutely too. is a noir. That's a great word to describe this movie is noir, and that's like I don't think we get enough noir really. No, and we literally just talked about it. I literally said last week I was like I want more stuff like this. Yeah, and this definitely fit that. And we I think sp- while talking to you, I'm gonna remember more things. We speak things into existence a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> we did do that. We're the Simpsons. No, we're I don't not think the, we're Simpsons. the Simpsons. Um, but and I, I'm just honestly, I'm really glad that it kind of hit that button for me yeah. to be honest cuz i didn't i had no i knew comic book accurate was what it was going to be because everyone the whole week before it was like guys this is the most comic book accurate batman movie we're ever going to get da, 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 da. <laughs> and i was like okay but i just didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. and i think it just really threw me off yeah cuz it does not mean a typical superman iron man no. captain america movie it means dark gritty Gotham's disgusting and yeah. gory and rough around every edge. Yeah. And, and like that, it just, it was something completely different from what I have learned from specifically the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Cause also the thing is, like, whenever you had texted, um, this, this isn't a, this doesn't feel like a superhero movie. I knew exactly what you had meant by that because I was like, 
Yeah, because we how you think of a superhero movie is the cliche mm-hmm. of a superhero movie, which is not what Batman is. Batman is He's a vigilante. Yeah, he's a vigilante. Exactly. More, he's much more at least in this movie, at least that's how I felt like they established him, was he's much more of a vigilante than he is a hero at this point, which is okay. Yeah. I liked it. It was just not the type of movie I was expecting walking in. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, three hours? How do you make three <laughs> hours, you know? Because like when Marvel did it, they had to do Spider-Man No Way Home, Endgame, and Infinity War, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I think Doctor Strange and Madness is also going to be nearing three hours. Is it really? I have is no doubt. Is this just going to be the new norm? I hope not. <laughs> I hate this. I absolutely hate this. And like, this is even spoilers. This movie could have been two hours if he just walked faster. <laughs> That was the thing I wanted to tell you. It could have been two hours if he just walked faster. Okay, a part of Batman (laughs) is the dramatic effect. So I know, but like the opening walk sequence took like twenty minutes. (laughs) I am the shadows. That's funny for ten straight minutes. That's without seeing him walk. That's what happened. And I remember just being like, this is well, you definitely gotta going to strike the be... fear into the criminals because yeah, the yeah, yeah. criminals are superstitious lots that believe in, I mean, like getting serious, like the idea of it is like Batman is trying to portray that he is more than human. He's vengeance. He's vengeance, but also like he's something that you cannot touch and something that you cannot um, hope to defeat because it's the thing of like, he's also, he can't be everywhere they talk about this in this movie but like he can't be everywhere so he has to strike fear into their hearts yeah. so that like maybe batman is there is he i don't want to take the risk and they established that well because like when the spray can rolled into the shadow or yeah like it's this really like this they understand batman in this and that's like such a refreshing thing for me it's just because i've we've been getting nothing else we've just been getting the cliche batman stories of like it's almost like we've been getting movies about the memes of Batman, of just like, I'm Batman, it's you can't beat me, or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's like, no, you can beat Batman, and Bat- there's a lot of complexity to Batman that people don't really understand that because people haven't shown it, and like this one shows it. So I will say, a big thing I have heard is people are mad that, that Robins aren't even kind of an idea, although he's just starting, so I don't think it's bad. No, no, I think it's an idea, just not in this movie. No, I, but a lot of people are like, I don't think we're going to get it, mainly because Batman and Robin was such a bad movie. Yes, I think we will get it. Um, Even Robert Pattinson has said, like, I want to get a Robin. The only condition is it has to he has to be 13. Because he it. wants it to be like comics. Yeah, basically, because it's like with Bat- one of the problems with Batman and Robin was um Chris O'Donovan, O'Donnell or mm-hmm. something. Uh, He was like 25 when he played Robin. It's like, why? He didn't look thirteen. No, not he at all. He also made out with Uma Thurman. Yeah, you know. Um, so like, do you know this is something I learned recently. Uh, apparently, whenever they were casting for Robin for that movie or Batman Forever, I guess it was. Um, the it was either Chris O'Donnell or O'Donovan. I don't know his name. Um, the guy who actually got it, or Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? And that what? How the deciding factor was they um went to like a kindergarten class or something or a bunch of kids and was like who do you want to see play Robin and they picked Chris O'Donovan O'Donnell whatever his name is Leo could have played a 13 year old or at, a at younger the, kid at, well at the time yeah absolutely have you seen um catch me if you can yeah that was like 98 yeah he this could have totally done that yeah yeah absolutely could that would have been a great choice but a bunch of kids ruined it <laughs> dang yeah right 
I mean, uh, I'm kind of glad he didn't do it because it was a horrible movie. I love it, but it was a horrible movie. Yeah. Um, I did not know that Batman and Robin was after Batman Forever. Yeah. That's stupid. Why wouldn't you? Why would you make the third movie Batman Forever and then make it like that's a finale and then do a another one? Probably because they thought it was gonna be a finale and then it made enough money that they were like, we could do another one, and they ruined it. That's how like that those that's things worked true. in the day. So it's like that's how that Fast doesn't and Furious surprise. Worked. It's how it still works. They're stopping at eleven, twelve, one or two. <laughs> that's the thing you don't even know. Yeah, I think it's eleven. There's two left, and they just did nine, so it's eleven. Yeah, so it's like it was. Yeah, it's a two-parter is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. But uh, also, they've got a bunch of spinoffs they're going to do, so like, it's never going to die. I don't know. The Rock's done with Fast and Furious. No, they'll find more. You know they will. It's I a cash cow. I love Fast and Furious, but it needs to stop it's before a cash... it gets too bad. People aren't, they aren't, the studios aren't caring about if it's good or bad. They're caring about if it makes money. That's fair. So it's only going to die if it stops making money, which means we have to go stop seeing it. I'm not. <laughs> Exactly. So they'll find us some sort of spinoff. It's not even about <laughs> racing anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, we're getting off track. Yeah. But um so I want to finish the spoiler free section by going off with um are are you wanting to see another one of these? Yes. You're wanting to see more of this. Now that I know what to expect, I'm very okay with seeing this world develop. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't connect to anything else. I okay. hope it's just Batman. I hope it's Batman and Robin, Batman and the Bat, Rob, Bat family. I hope mm-hmm. Catwoman, I hope, what's her name? Who plays Catwoman? Zoe Kravitz. I hope she comes back because she stole the freaking show. Yeah, she's great. Opinion. And she will. She will. She has to. Yeah. And, there's, and, th- there's talks of her own series. Yeah. Well, there's two series one already of them, confirmed. One One's of, Arkham. Yes, but one actually just got canceled, which is the Gotham uh, PD one that they're doing, or oh, they were doing. Why? Uh, Because they've already done that, and there's really no interest for it. Was that what Gotham was? Yeah, oh. it's literally like... Isn't that the prequel, though? Yeah, that's what this one was going to be. So the, uh, Well, that's bad. Yeah, no, the Gotham PD one that they were doing, that was, it was going to be... A, it was set during Batman's first year, and it was going to be focusing on Jim Gordon's perspective uh, in the GCPD, which is basically like... It's just, it's just Gotham a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, we don't need to see this. We've seen it, and it wasn't that good. Yeah. So it's like we don't need to see it. And I'm totally fine with that. I don't want to see it. I don't necessarily want to see the Arkham show either. Um, I'm intrigued with the Arkham Asylum show, especially with the end scene. Doesn't interest me. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm super excited for this. I love it so much. I think if you, I think everyone should go watch this. I think if you are a any DC fan to any degree, you should go watch it. I, and if you or if you like psychological thrillers, yeah, because it was I, very. I really psychological. do just think everyone should watch this because it's almost like I feel like Batman is a staple. Like even if you're not a comic book fan, it's like you know who Batman I don't know, is. Man, this movie was a lot. I think people can get into it. That's fair. So I think I, I think, think you just loved it that much. I do fair. love it, but I I do think that everybody like should watch this. I think it's great. Let's get into spoilers though. Okay. So first off, okay. What do you? Catwoman, Penguin. And is it Jim Gordon or James Gordon? Jim Gordon. And Jim Gordon. I mean, I think on his birth certificate, it's James oh, Gordon. I just remember it, what they called him in the movie. Yeah, it's Jim. Um, it's probably the best supporting cast to a superhero film I've seen. I've seen in DC ever. Mm-hmm. I think they were absolutely phenomenal. Penguin was funny. 
and charismatic, yet mm-hmm. a menace to society. Yeah, I loved his little waddle whenever he was uh-huh. handcuffed. That's I was, what I was like, about oh, to that's say. fun. The, and like, I laughed out loud. Yeah, it's uh, great. Catwoman was hot. How about the tra- but, a- but how about the transformation of Penguin? What tra- what do you mean by transformation? Look up what Car- Colin Farrell actually looks like. He Colin Farrell is the guy that plays Penguin. Look mm-hmm. what he actually looks like. Nuh-uh. Yeah. He is not Total Recall. He is literally, like, handsome as hell. And yes, they, he is. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. You're kidding. It's makeup. It's prosthetic. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. he. It's, like, it's insane. I'm never going to be able to see the Penguin again in my entire <laughs> life. Oh, my God. That's Colin Farrell, man. Props to him. Yeah. No, he's a great actor. Oh my god! I can't believe you didn't know no, that. No, yeah, I didn't know. He yeah. he looks completely different. He really does. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I I am flabbergasted. Props to that makeup person. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and wardrobe and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if his back hurt after that fat suit. I bet. Uh, <laughs> but um, he stole. Like he was. He was really good. I really enjoyed and him. They set him up to be a bigger villain. Well. And you know what? That's what the penguin is. He's like, that's always been his story is like, he's a lackey or in this case, like he's the right hand man of mm-hmm. Carmine Falcone. And I've told you like Carmine Falcone and the Maronis, which they mention in this movie is like, they're like what the old crime of Gotham is. And then once Batman sort of shows up, they kind of, it's like off with them and it's more of the weird freaks and geeks mm-hmm. of the DC universe sort of a thing of like Jokers and Two-Face and Killer Croc and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, and that that's definitely, and that shows in this of Carmine Falcone is dead. Uh, they kill him, and then it just, and the Maronis are we're already dead. So it's just it sh- sets up. It for, literally was the shift. Yeah, we're getting the Rogues Gallery, and it's starting with Penguin who sees the power grab, and he takes that and assumes the role as the big crime boss of Gotham, which is what he is in the comics. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, that's brilliant. That's great. I will say, um, the Falcone line, eh, I didn't, like, I cared that his, I cared about his relationship that he had to realize about his dad, but I didn't really care oh. for Falcone as a person, or as a villain. He was kind of, eh, I don't think me. he's meant to be a big villain, but I feel like they were trying to make him one for this movie, though, and just compared to what the Riddler was doing... He was just kind of subpar, in my opinion. No, I think that was just the thing of, like, he's a character that is, he thinks he's big shit, but also he's old, and he is, like, and the point of this character is to kill him. So it's just sort of the thing of, like, I don't, like, I don't think the intention was to make him a big villain. It was just, like, he's an obstacle. And there, and then there's the tie of Catwoman. Mm-hmm. What did um, did that surprise you? I had to ask that. I had to ask what? Does did that surprise you that it's revealed that um, Selena is Falcone's daughter? Yeah, but I just didn't know anything. So like, no, I don't know if no, that's like, like a comic thing or well, not. No, like genuinely, that that surprised you. Whenever she was like, "He owes me," I was like, "Okay, so they're connected somehow." Mm-hmm. But I didn't know. I thought it was like maybe she worked for him, he didn't pay her, or maybe like she used to work for him or something. I didn't think she was his daughter interesting i because i for me it's like i i did know that because i was i've read the comic and that's a big thing in the comic 
So that being said, the difference being in the comic, it's left ambiguous as to like, it's a thing of like, she thinks he's her dad, but she doesn't know he's like killed before um, she finds out. And this, it's basically like, nah, it's, it's her dad. Um, well, he even goes like, I'm sorry, I have to kill you. Just like I killed your mom. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, geez. Yeah. 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 But no, I wanted to know if like that was something that was surprising or if it was very obvious still, whether you've read the comic or not. It wasn't to me, but I also, there was so much happening. Mm-hmm. It was three hours. Yeah. So like, I, there was a lot that surprised me. And I guess the three hour aspect helped it in that sense. Mm-hmm. Do you think it being three hours is like a hindrance or a, 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 something that helped it? I didn't like it being three hours, but I don't think it really hurt it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a moment. There was there was very few, like, and by few, I mean like one or two times where I was like, you know, this does kind of feel like three hours, but the rest of it, not really. Yeah, I think so. I love, love, love this depiction of Bruce Wayne right now and just Batman. He's the best. I, I'll say this. I prefer The Dark Knight so far. But Robert Pattinson is the best Batman we've ever gotten. Absolutely. And as I was watching it, I literally thought, like, Brad is going to eat this up. I know Brad ate this up. Like, the, the contact. Yeah. That was so stinking smart. I like and that. And then, like, how he, you could see, like, to quote Jurassic Park, you could see the gears turning. And, like, you could see that, sh- that he was working it out. Yeah. You know? That's like. Because the, that, that's the thing about, like, whenever he's in these early years is, like, he's figuring these things out sort of a thing like in the year one comic book there's a a very famous scene where he he um he sets up a bunch of lights and a bunch of smoke bombs it's all for uh, dramatic effect and to scare the ever-living shit out of these crime bosses Mm -hmm. and to introduce himself to be like and he has a speech where it's just like you fed well but your time is now or something and they like burst through and smoke grenades go off and everything and he scares the ever-loving shit out of them but it's a thing of like, but he doesn't really do that anymore because it's like, that's a lot. <laughs> and, yeah. And it was him in the first year where he's like, this is what I have to do. But as he grows older, it's like, I don't want to do it. He that's, just needs to prove himself. Yeah, really. Well, in in this movie, he didn't even need to prove himself. And I and like I'm gonna get into like my favorite part about this whole movie, and it, it's the point of the movie mm-hmm. is this movie isn't to establish Bruce Wayne as batman mm-hmm. bruce wayne is batman and yeah. it does a really good job because when like the riddler says this is the real you yeah and that's it's true and that's been a thing that's like been said about batman for a long time is that like bruce wayne is the mask like he is not he hates being bruce wayne mm-hmm. like he does it and it's it's shown in the dark knight trilogy of like because whenever he's bruce wayne he plays the like aloof idiot that's just you know like how could this guy be batman sort of a thing and i think that's something that they could do with this later but mm-hmm. right now they kind of go he's with a, he's a he's a is it recluse, recluse? Re, yeah recluse. recluse um but like they they go with that route which is like he's not thinking oh i need to keep up a, an appearance as bruce wayne otherwise people will start asking questions because he's so early mm-hmm. uh years but like alfred brings it up and i think it's like he sees it's it. It's a good little like breadcrumb to kind of drop. Yeah, earlier. like he sees it whenever he goes to the um funeral, and Carmine even points or like Penguin or someone says like the famous recluse or something like that, and then it's just like people are noticing. People know. Even the mayor, uh, she like attacks him and is like, 
your parents were philanthropists and as far as we can tell you're not doing anything mm-hmm. and i mean that's funny because it's like well, yeah but he's secretly batman but also yeah because he that, doesn't look like he's doing anything yeah people are noticing it too especially when his parents were such big influences at um when they were alive so it's just there's a great line during um the um it's like the video clip that about his parents or something where his father says like I love Gotham or something. I love this city or something. And it's a reference to the comic, but also that's a reference to the Godfather. Uh. So it's, that's a fun thing. But, um, the long Halloween is like really heavily inspired by the Godfather. Huh. So yeah, I think it's interesting, but, um, cause yeah, I think, I think actually Carmine Falcone is in that comic is inspired by, the Godfather, the Godfather, Godfather from that movie. I'm gonna lose a lot of points from Film Bros. I haven't seen The Godfather neither one, have, two, or three. Neither have I, but I know, I know what's up, and that's the thing. But yeah, for this story, it's just I just want to talk about like how much they understand these characters. Well, and and that's kind of what I want to get into with like what I, my favorite part was. I like that Batman and Bruce Wayne. There's no line where like with Spider Man. You always get the thing of like, well, that guy was like, Tobey Maguire was a good Spider-Man, but Peter, but uh, uh, Andrew Garfield was a good Peter Parker, and like you have this argument. But I think what I liked about this was Batman is Bruce Wayne. There, it isn't okay. Now I'm switching over. It it genuinely felt like I was watching one actual coherent person the entire time, and then instead of developing him trying to be Batman, it developed his relationship to the city. Because like when Catwoman says. You're already called for whom or like who am I kidding? You're already call, called for like that that hit because it was like yes like you get like you, like as if you didn't get it throughout the whole movie it told you straight to the face this movie is not about Batman becoming Batman it's about Batman becoming the Batman of the hero of Gotham the vigilante that's there for the people yes um I think I still think like him as Bruce Wayne is yeah well, like this movie is definitely the case of he's not really trying to be Bruce Wayne at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something they're going to change. But I think, yeah, I think the, the idea of this movie is he's like the whole, he's viewing it as like, he has to be vengeance. And then he realizes like, even the people I'm saving are afraid of me. Mm -hmm. And then as towards the end of the movie, once he's basically just, he's being a hero, like any other like firefighter or, Cop would They're be scared a, of him. He, well, no, like even towards the end, like he's being a hero, just like any other, um, like pararescue would be. He's just helping. He's not there. He's not there to kick anybody. He's not there to fight anybody. He's just there because it's like this is a disaster, and I'm trying to save lives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm wearing a mask right now. I'm just, I just need to save lives. And he sees that like people are seeing that. They're not scared. They're not getting scared. They're and he's realizing that he's like, vengeance isn't the way. It's not all that I need to be. There's more. I need to be more as Batman. Well, it's when the Riddler minion, they were like, who are you? And he went, I'm vengeance. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down. And that like, wasn't the Riddler, by the way. It minion. was a minion, though. It wasn't his minion. It was one of his followers. It was just a dude. It was a follower in a mask. That's no. what I meant. No. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant at the, like the trailer bit. When no, 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 I'm talking about oh, the yeah, very yeah. end final scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm vengeance. And then there's like a, a slope to Batman. And he's like, Oh dang it! Because he's like, I inspired this, yeah. and and like that's what he learns is that he also inspired the Riddler, I, and then yep. he go and like like you said, he goes down, he goes to help the people, 
and for a second they look terrified. Mm-hmm. But then there's a switch because of the because the boy takes the first step, mm-hmm. and and it, is, it was it's the mayor's father who just got murdered at the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. and I think it kind of shows the difference between who Batman, who Bruce Wayne as Batman was in the beginning versus who he was at the end. It's his understanding of like what he needs mm-hmm. to be, because all he cares about is what is best for Gotham. That's all he cares about. He doesn't even necessarily, if he, if he, well, obviously, like, if we're getting real world, um, he doesn't need to be Batman to save Gotham. No. He could do more help as Bruce Wayne. But he and maybe does, that's something they'll do. Maybe, I don't want to see that, but, like. Maybe, like, a send-off. To, no, to, the I, don't, is over. I don't want to see that. That's boring. But, like, it's, that's, like, too real world, and I don't, we're, this, the whole point is, don't get real world. That's true. This was not real world. Yeah, but, no, but he thinks that the best thing that he can do for Gotham is be vengeance and be bat. And that's what Batman needs to be. But throughout this movie, he learns I need to be more than vengeance. I need to be justice. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't have that line where at some point somebody asked him, who are you? And he said, I'm justice or something like that. But he, yeah, he's learning that he has to be more. And I think that actually is why I do think they will include a Robin because Robin oftentimes, um, shows the humanity of the caped crusaders mm-hmm. it's like batman will save the day but robin is the one that checks on the victims and makes sure that they're okay and is a friendly um kind of presence mm-hmm. that's what dick grayson is all about like he's such a his character is like such a fun kind of go with the flow kind of a character and he kind of always has a smile even as nightwing he's like this and so like i think i think that's a big reason why i think they will introduce robin i really hope that this movie, ta- that this franchise that they're hopefully going to build mm-hmm. is like Batman and then Bas- maybe he passes the torch on no. to the next Robin. Does, does he, doesn't he do that in the comics? Yeah, but it's never done well. Well, I mean, you thought this was done well. Why can't they maybe work it out? This was done well because they stuck to the comics. If they stuck to the comics, they're going to get a not great story because it's never been done well in the That's comics. Fair. No, it's more interesting to have the Robins be their own characters, I feel. Nightwing has become Robin, and it was pretty short-lived because people were like, we want Bruce Wayne, and and we like Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Damian Wayne right now, he's still Robin. That's what his like sort of character is. Jason Todd is more interesting as the brutal Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Drake, I think, well, I think is more interesting as Red Robin, but they apparently, he's going through a weird phase. But um, it's just a thing of, like, I don't want to see that. I think that's... I don't want to see that. That's I fair. I'm. I guess I'm. I'm just starting to see this character. I don't want to think about when he's done. That's fair. So I will say this though: the best part of the movie, and I know you'll agree, he doesn't kill. That's a really great part. This he is the kill. only one that doesn't kill. He's the, the only one. Only one that doesn't kill. And, and that was fantastic. Such great props to him for finally listening. And well, and then they, and then he was like, "I don't do guns," and he went, "Well, you don't have to." That was funny. Yeah. That was freaking funny. I think that's great. Of it was just, a fun time. I think it's such a, like, it's such a... Zack Snyder said a, a quote whenever his Batman v Superman came out, and, like, that movie is... I mean, it's so clear as day that he, Batman kills, and we've talked about it, but he had a quote where it's just, like, yeah, but if Batman was a real character, he would kill, and it's like, none of this is real! None of this is real. That's Go the crazy and ridiculous and just make it like he doesn't kill because he's got this weird sense of morality. Just fucking run with it. And they did it well you in this movie dumbass. as well. Yeah. They actually, like, 
he was just like, no, because if you kill, you're just as bad as them. Mm-hmm. And he had to like convince her, or Catwoman specifically. Mm-hmm. He was like, stop. And like, and she still did it. She kicked uh, what's his face right off the ledge. That's always been her thing. Is just like she she doesn't hold those moral codes that Batman does. Like she is her own person, and sometimes you kill along the way. Like that's just how it is. And um, if there's any time that she doesn't kill, it's because she is maybe about to marry Bruce. So he, she's just kind of like, oh, I guess I'll pay attention to your so code. Do you also think she's gonna be like in game love interest? I think so. Yeah, I think that's like kind of. I think that's always been like the idea for Batman is like Catwoman is his love interest. The bat and the cat. It, it does yeah. have a nice ring it to does. it. That was a good line. I liked it too. Well, and did you hear she auditioned for the Dark Knight to play Catwoman, and they glad said no because she was a person of color. Well, I'm glad they she didn't get it because she would have been in a worse film. <laughs> I liked Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. That was interesting. <laughs> I don't I like that super suit. well. You know what I will say about this cat woman? She needs a better mask. A hundred percent. It was cloth. That, it's it a, was it's freaking a beanie cloth. that she pulled down and cut I a know. hole in. That's so like whatever. I I watched this movie with Mac and um and she love she loves this cat woman. She's like, this is so great. But I leaned over and I was like, she needs a better mask. And she was like, a hundred. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like again, she's also in her beginning phases. I don't care that look that suit. We'll talk. Let's talk about that suit. That suit uh, for Batman. It's weird. It is weird, and it has elements to it that are weird. But and it's but it has grown on me, and I really fucking I like love that too. suit. That like there are things that I think they could take away. I don't know what the dart things on his gauntlet are. Get rid of those. It was to shoot something. He never did it. So like he almost did once, and they were like put it away or something. No, I didn't do it. Get rid of that. It's never been a thing. We don't need it. You're not Black Widow. Um, That's fair. And. It it is a weird thing, but I I also I don't mind it. He's got like a patch for his nose. Yeah, I liked it. I yeah, liked I kind of do like it, but you could you could streamline that definitely in the future. Um, I don't know, but I it's definitely grown on me. Um, I do want to ask. Crap. Um, nope. Gone. Never mind. I love the fact I loved watching him in a in a crime scene with a bunch of cops around, and he's just in this ridiculous suit. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. Well, I love, I love and the, I love that they hate him too. Every single except Jump. Every I love single it. one of them. What I was gonna ask, Batgirl wasn't in this. No, she's not supposed to be. I thought she was. No, you're insane. You showed me a picture, and you were like, "I hate her suit because it looks like a CW suit." Oh no, that's her movie. Oh. She's getting her own movie. No, she's not in this. Okay. I'm sorry, you didn't know that. I watched this entire movie waiting for Batgirl to show up. No, she. I would have like muddled it way too 100%. much. hundred percent. I was like, this does not no, give me the same vibe. No. You know what? There's a weird thing about that Batgirl movie too. Cause it's like, you would think, cause she, they casted a person of color for a Batgirl. I don't know her name. Um, but supposedly her father, Jim Gordon is going to be the, um, JK Simmons version. Hmm. Which is like, I guess fine, but it's also like, but you got this guy as Jim Gordon. So are they just not going to be in the same universe? No, I don't think it is in the same universe. Do you think they're going to set it in Ben Affleck's universe? I think so, yeah. Um, right? It's not going to be as good. Right? Also, that suit doesn't look that great. No, no. <laughs> I I will say, though, and they showed the trailer for this, the DC trailer, I'm excited for, like, Black Adam and Flash and mm-hmm. Aquaman. I like what they're doing there. I'm incredibly glad they didn't do the Snyderverse plan. People oh, are trying to save that. No, stop. That looks, do, you know, just... do you know his plans? 
Yeah, I know his plans. They're he was bad gonna have plans. like incest happen and shit, and it was yeah, gonna that be gross. About right. It was gonna be gross. Only thing, I didn't need that. Look, Zack Snyder should just if he's gonna do anything with DC, just give him his own little universe and just have him and but make it the only rule of this is the Injustice universe. You're not touching shit of the other universe. It's the Injustice storyline and nothing else. I do like the Injustice storyline. He can I, do the. I think he wanted to do the Injustice storyline, but he was just, but he like didn't. Or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, I want to play with the mainstream, but I also want to do Injustice. It's like, no, just do Injustice and make it a side thing. You'd do more movies because mm-hmm. it's like, this fits you well. And you can build also, it. Also, you shouldn't be a director. You should be a cinematographer. But That's, that's fair. He does have great shots. He has great shots, but he, he sacrifices that. He sacrifices story for that, and that's not a good... You shouldn't do that. I can, I can agree with that. God, I got a headache. Again I know people that. who love Snyder, and I'm just like, he's okay. I know, but I got a, I got a headache just Sorry, thinking about Snyder. I did not mean to give you a headache. Um, There's so much rage just, like, pent up in my head from- Just for Zack Snyder? Just for Zack Snyder so and fair. the things he's done. <laughs> I'm not even mad. Um, I do like, I do want to say, like, I like the casting of Ben Affleck as Batman. It's just the things that they did with him were not good. Mm-hmm. I think there was such great potential for that, but apparently they're going to kill him in The Flash. Dang. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's such the, like, low-key moment of, like, very sad. Anyways. Yeah. Honestly. Um, what's that from? Loki. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, that was funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, let me just talk about other things I loved, because I, I, have, I have a few notes. Yeah. I... Yeah, the action scenes, that's all I wrote, just action scenes. The action scenes were so great in this. The, like the, they, It felt like real fighting. Yeah, that's what it should. And there's a difference between, you've played the Arkham games, right? I played one of them. Well, it's enough to know what I'll say, which is like, I was thinking that maybe it might be the same fighting style of the Arkham thing, mm-hmm. but it's not. Because like, if you wanted to in the Arkham games, you could never get hit. Like, you just press B forever, and, like, you'll never get hit. Yeah. Sort of a thing. But in this, it's, and I thought it would be. He got hit. Oh, yeah. He gets, he gets, like, he takes some uh, punches, and it's, like, it's great. He takes some shots. I don't necessarily love that. Um, I don't like the idea of a bulletproof Batman, because it kind of. Really? I did. Look, let me finish. The idea of it kind of takes the risk out of it, where it's just, like, then anyone can kind of do it if you're a bulletproof Batman sort of a thing. Um, but that shot when he gets like they like unload a rifle clip at him and he it lights died up. Otherwise, well, yeah, been over. Well, yeah, but also that shot looks so awesome. Like, it did. like that's the only saving grace for that argument, which is like, yeah, but that shot's super cool. The my favorite like hit against him though, mm-hmm. the guy who got blown to bits. He he drove the car through the memorial oh, yeah. service. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and right. And then he's like, "I'd rather die than tell you who the rat is." He gets knocked out. I love. I that was so good. We should talk about that scene, but I do also want to um say I just off like just to get back onto the cop thing of like I love when he wakes up and he's in like an interrogation mm-hmm. cell and every into. cop is in there just like let's just take his fucking mask off. I want to see this dude's face, and then he just freaks the fuck out mm-hmm. where he's just like, "Don't fucking touch me. I will. I will." hurt everyone here i will beat you all to a pulp sort of thing and i just i love that i thought it was great and then um but no that scene is awesome yeah yeah it is i love that scene where it's just um it also has that thing where i like that there's like this i don't know some sort of dude above jim that's just like 
this dude's breaking like every rule in the book. Why are you defending mm-hmm. him? And sort of a thing. And just, but yeah, that scene where it's, he's, I guess the point is Riddler wants Batman to solve all those mm-hmm. riddles. Because that's what it is. It is. Everyone's like, to the Batman. Mm-hmm. To the Batman. So. But even like in that scene where he's like, solve these three riddles and I'll let you live. He gives him every answer. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's like, obviously what he's wanting is the Batman to do it. And, but even still, like, I think it was great the idea of, like, give up the rat. And he's like, I'm too scared. I'd rather die. And he blows, and it gets blown up. And it's just like, it really, like, drives home. I think that's so great. And just, and I like that um, he brings it up later where it's just like, maybe you're the rat. Maybe this guy was so terrified. He died to do this. And you, like, maybe you aren't to be trusted or something mm-hmm. like that. I thought it was so good. Um, no, oh, that was something I wanted to bring up. I don't know. You got another note? Um, the Alfred scene. Yeah, I was not prepared. I was like, Dude. if this man dies, I'm done. How do this you movie fe- wasn't worth it? How do you feel about Andy Serkis as Alfred? I really like it. He's so like do I. Gritty and like he's not all so like he is. So, but he's like yeah. Dark. So I believe the um inspiration for this one, which is definitely what people have been playing with, is there's a like Earth Two version of Batman, and in that Alfred is like a a veteran, like he was a war vet and he was like a doctor or something. It was kind of like um Watson, I guess. Because he even brings up, he's like, I I yeah. can only teach you how to fight. Yeah, and I think they really do like hint to that a bit without like just going like oh, I was an army vet or something like very well of like. He kind of, he like sees these ciphers and he's kind of like, yeah, I used to do ciphers. I'll do ciphers. And so he like does it again. And then, yeah, the line of like, I could just teach you how to fight, like that sort of thing. And I love Andy Circus. I yeah. think he's fantastic. He was good. This I is, thought they killed him. I really yeah. was like, oh no, the first no. movie, that's bold. No, they're not going to do that. I, I def- that definitely would have been a point against it if they killed him. It would have been a big point yeah. against it. But uh, you do know that's the guy that directed Venom too. Really? Andy Serkis, the guy that plays Alfred in this. He's the guy that directed it. Hmm. Yeah. And he's the guy that, um, he did Golem in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. He's, um, King Kong in the 2005 King Kong. Not a great film, but, um, and he's, uh, the main, he's like Caesar from the Planet of the Apes movies. Huh. He's, I can see that. He's, well, he's famous for being a mocap guy. Mm-hmm. And now he's finally doing some, like, live action stuff. And I'm all for it. I liked him. Oh, and he's um, Ulysses Claw from uh, Black Panther. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, I will say, just to reference the action scenes again, um, besides the, that it was slow motion, it did feel like Sherlock Holmes, like a Robert Downey Jr.'s type of fight thing. That's fair. You know? like And like Sherlock didn't get hit as much, but... And, and Batman did, but like it still mm-hmm. felt kind of like real... Yeah, absolutely. Even just like there's some military like sort of things in there where like I think whenever he's going into the Riddler's apartment, how dumb is it that uh, none of nobody asked the question? Where were these photos taken from? That was something that I definitely. But also like I never thought of it either. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna let it pass. But also like that's such a dumb. I should have thought of that too. I should have looked, seen those pictures and gone, where were these taken from? This movie did a really good job at not letting you be able to really. There were some things I figured figure out. Anything out, but and, but it, it did a good job of trying to keep you from figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. But um, my point originally is like whenever he goes into it, he like crashes through a window, and like he's 
he's up ready to go and he's like checking around make sure there's no threats and then he goes into it and he's like ready to go it's like someone how a a soldier would with the rifle it's Mm -hmm. just this is him without a gun because he's the weapon and so like it's very like military kind of style and i like that sort of like i guess attention to detail um but another thing i really loved mm -hmm. was whenever he jumped off the ledge in his bat like wing suit so he could that was fly. Ri- that was ridiculous that was and the fun. the best thing in the whole movie. That was that my was, favorite part. That was maybe the biggest thing of levity. Which it is completely so funny. It's so funny. But it also it completely it, if you weren't sure if he truly he does, knew what he was doing, he does like he's take, winging it literally. He, yeah, he does look at the jump and go like, "Oh, geez, all right. Uh, I, I guess, guess we're trying doing this." <laughs> yeah, you know? sort of a thing. And then he fails. Oh, so arch. great. He's like limping away, and you're just like, "I love it." Wow. And yeah. I, I love that, like, <laughs> it, I love that as a whole, it was like, okay, if you still think, like, he's really good at this, let, 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 let's show you something. Yeah, no, you I, know? Think, I thought that was hilarious. I loved that bit. But no, I do actually remember what it was. It was, um, so one of the things that I, um, I caught on to mm-hmm. was whenever we kind of get into the idea of the, maybe, maybe the Riddler knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. And it's it starts kind of with the idea, or for me, it started with whenever he is doing the El Rata mm-hmm. thing, and it's and it's supposed to be the thing of like oh, it's Bruce Wayne. He's going after Bruce Wayne. That's his next target. And so it starts with like so I I then went so I guess he doesn't know that Batman is Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. But then of course they then lead it on later that yeah that was some I was like it's gonna be Batman or he's going after Bruce Wayne because he, Bruce Wayne isn't doing enough and he blames him as the rich kid. And sort of a thing. And so I caught on to that. But then it does lead into um, Batman thinking that the Riddler is about to expose him. He, mm-hmm. There's a video. It's just going to be a matter of time until they decipher it or unlock it or something like that. Or the Riddler is just going to announce it himself or something like that. And then he calls them. And it. I really did think. And I, I'm very glad they didn't do that. Because that would have been... I don't like. I don't really even necessarily like the what the MCU has done of like pretty much every hero except now Spider Man um, doesn't have a secret identity. I kind of don't like that, and I would have hated it if even in the DC universe, Batman doesn't have a secret mm-hmm. identity. That would have been really annoying to no, me. I agree. So I'm glad they didn't do that. But for the suspense, I did think they were going to do that. Yeah, I I was on the fence. I was like, I don't know if he realizes it's him or not. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know until he met him and he was like. I, I, this is really you. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, so you actually like, just truly have no clue, mm-hmm. you know? So. What, um, what did you think of the idea that he, he thinks him and Batman are the same? Like they have the same goal it in mind. Fantastic. It was, I, I guess that. Yeah. It was a fantastic plot twist for Bruce, though. Yes. To it realize was that actually for he him. is like, cause he, cause in the beginning, he's like, I'm not even sure if I'm doing the right thing mm-hmm. because it was like overture. He's like, because crime's still going up. And it's like, yes, but it's be. And then like, he basically learns it's because you haven't defined what you truly are mm. yet. You don't know what you are to Gotham. Again, it's about his relationship being defined with Gotham specifically. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what Batman needs to mm. be for Gotham and sort of a thing. And it's it's awesome. And I think I, I did really like, I liked, also for the Riddler, whenever he realizes that they're not on the same page. He's like, ow, and he just like flips out. He's like, no, he no, 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 no. He flips the hell out, and then he sees the, um, 
the news footage of like it says Batman saving citizens in blood and he's just like freaking the fuck out because he's just like no it wasn't supposed to go like this no 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 and I thought that was like really good like it's it's a bit cliche I'll admit but it I still feel like it did it well enough that I disagree because I... it, it's like in now you see me whenever they're like left notes and I didn't then, watch that, but yeah. Okay, well, and now you see me, they left notes. And um, and through that, like, they're working with the guy. And, like, you know that. But in this movie, you thought he was trying to mock mm-hmm. Batman. But it turns out he thought they were partners. Mm-hmm. And that was a very cool aspect to put specifically on Bruce. Yeah, I guess, like, the Riddler was, with those cards was trying to, like, get have, like, secret messages mm-hmm. with Batman. But really, it was just, he was playing the game. Yeah. And it was kind of a thing. I think, this isn't a bad thing, but I do think, like, this is a detective story, and he's definitely a detect better detective than any of the other Batman. But I do think this is still, like, him not at his best as a detective. No, he's not. Because he, he definitely, like, the Riddler won. Yeah. He, sort of he a won. thing. He completely won. He set off the bombs. He did everything he wanted to do. He just also was put in jail. And also... Well, he wanted to be put in jail. I'd say the only thing that he didn't win was he was wrong about Batman. He thought Batman would carry it out. That's Yeah, that's the only thing that he was wrong about and the only thing that like he lost, which is... Well, I guess he thinks he lost about Bruce Wayne, but that's not... Who cares? Um, even I don't think he cared that much. He was like, well, we didn't get that guy, but we got the rest or something. Mm-hmm. But um, he, But yeah, essentially, he won. And that's because Bruce, like, wasn't a good enough detective. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually going to be really awesome for sequels of, I think he's going to drive himself to be a way better detective. Yeah. And I think that's so good. We want to see more detective Batman because that's what he is. He started in a comic run called Detective Comics. I know. So it's just like, why has this never been a detective character before? No, I agree. I, I'll I, give you that. I love it so much. Um... What's something else I wrote down? We got like car chase. Okay. It was just great. Okay. Car chase. Yeah. It's great. It's it great. Absolutely. It was Did great. Did you know they actually filmed him going through the fire at the end? Sounds about right. It was not CGI. He was like, "No, I wanted that to be for real." No, that sounds about right. It That's, was so good. The that, whole thing was just so good. That felt very Christopher Nolan because he's. He's got a whole thing about and how that's he, why I yeah. it. I love I love the cliche shit in the superhero movies. And I, I mm-hmm. it really it made it for me. Um I do have a question though. Yeah. So it was revealed that the guy in the uh cell at the very end It it's the Joker. Is it the Joker? Yeah. And do you know who plays him? Is it maybe the guy that plays Druig in the Eternals? Yes, it is. It's interesting. It's an I interesting it was choice. I actually did too. I was thinking it was Two Face, but with the lines of "we're all clowns" and then the laugh, it's like, yeah. no, it's Joker. But but like, are you? I don't know. I thought it was too. I think it would have been a I better think it was idea a reveal that Druig is that the guy who plays Druig yeah. is playing Joker. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it was Joker. My thing is, I don't want to see Joker until a third movie. I also agree. I think we can wait on Joker. It it's such a like. It feels like such a card that like anyone who does a Batman film like is itching to do, but it's just like take your time, man. Take your time. Make it your finale. Because yeah. the Dark Knight didn't. And if you ask anyone, the best Dark Knight trilogy movie is besides you and me, is the Dark Knight. 
Like that's yeah. the one that everyone loves the most. For a second, I thought you were going to say The Dark Knight Rises, and I was going to be like, no. dude, even like people's opinion, you can't say that. No, no, no. Um, it's the everyone says The Dark Knight's the best one, and it's because the Joker is just so yeah. good and complex, and he's the he's the villain, yeah. not a villain, the A list Batman villain. Do you so think, take your time. Do you think they maybe left it ambiguous enough that they could still make it Two Face? They were maybe gauging audiences' reactions. Yes, if they didn't already confirm that that guy was playing joker i could still like it all matters in the story like news releases are they can change and ultimately it doesn't matter it's all like because i think if you gauge audience react it's still gonna be the joker because everybody like gets hard for the joker mm-hmm. um but no i i would have liked to have seen had it be two-faced i think that would have been really interesting I and a good was. idea i did too really um and yeah it's but the thing of if, like i don't need to see the joker again do any of the Besides in the original movies, do any of the Batman villains ever like work together in any way, shape, or form? Uh, in the comics, all the time. Okay, so like maybe Joker's gonna kind of form his own alliance, and that'll be the, the big Joker villain in the last one. Is he has worked with other ones, but usually how he does it is he's he's manipulating them, mm-hmm. and he's really the king on top. He was manipulating Riddler, and that. Yeah, but it's also, but there are other times where it's like there are actual partnerships that happen. Like, because Two Face is a crime boss and Penguin is a crime boss. So it'll sometimes just be, it's like, it's a business deal so that Mm -hmm. they kind of work together. And it's like an actual partnership. But with Joker, anytime you work with a Joker, you need to be expecting to have him kill you because that's that's his plan. He doesn't care about anyone except Batman, Um, sort of a thing. And isn't there a movie? It's a cartoon where Return of the Joker finds out what his identity is, and he's like, "No, you ruined the fun." Oh no, that's Harley Quinn actually. Um, in the Harley Quinn show, like, uh, Scarecrow pulls off uh Batman's mask against Bruce Wayne, and he just he like fries the ever loving shit out of Scarecrow for ruining it. Yeah, like he kills him with like a joy buzzer. It's just fun. Yeah, he doesn't care about it really like they're even somewhere it's like he does know but he just chooses to ignore it where it's just kind of a thing of like maybe i know but it doesn't matter really um i don't know i don't need to see the joker right now i don't either i want to take a break at some point i need a good break did you hear that they're not crossing it over with the joker movie though like yeah good he literally was like that was never an intent that's never happening yeah i heard about that and also good yeah I like that the Joker is its own thing. I don't think it should get a sequel. I'm very sad that's going to get a sequel, to be honest. I want to bring up Joker, and but like the final things that I want to talk about are relation to this movie and the Dark Knight and this movie in relation to the to Joker. It so, felt a lot like the Joker, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Tone-wise, it definitely felt like the Joker, but I want to like take it just each movie at, the, at a time because everybody is saying, like, does this movie beat the Dark Knight? For me, and this is just my opinion, and like there's so many different things that we can say about it, but this is better than The Dark Knight because it tells a very intriguing story. It's a psychological thriller. It's a great detective story, all while being comic accurate, which is what these Batman stories need to be. And The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight, like it's got a great performance of Joker by Heath Ledger, but ultimately, like. It's too real world. It's too much like taking the idea of Batman and going, this will never work if we do a comic book. So we have to make this realistic. And I think that is absolutely like huge points against it. So I think m- myself, 
this is way better than the Dark Knight. And if you want to disagree with me, fine. I I don't care. No one's really going to change my opinion on this. But yeah, this delivers on everything I've ever wanted on a Batman film. I haven't seen the Dark Knight recently enough to be able to argue. However, I will say this was a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. You it said it's very. Fine. You started with it's fine. <laughs> it is. It just. It. I still like. I get like your argument that it is still a superhero movie, but I still don't feel like it's truly a superhero movie. No, it, just, it, it is. doesn't give. I know it is, but like it just. It didn't. The tone just felt more psychological thriller, and I know that was a point because it felt like a cop movie, more than like a. Batman started as a cop. I know, and that's the point. And I'm okay with that. It just didn't feel like the traditional superhero movie. But I think that's exactly the thing. It's like there isn't, ultimately, there isn't a traditional superhero movie. There shouldn't be. It's just there are cliches that have happened and this one didn't stick to them. It's like the Sound of Metal argument that I brought up with my mom. Like she mm-hmm. didn't like that movie because it, it set up a bunch of cliches and then didn't go that route. This didn't do any of the superhero cliches, really. Um, and maybe that's why you are saying it's not a superhero movie, but no, this is superhero to a T. Okay. I feel like you can't say it's super, it's comic book to a T, but it's not a superhero movie. Like, they go hand well, in hand. Well, The Crow isn't a superhero movie. It's a bit of a superhero movie. No, it's a... It's a revenge story, really. Yeah, but, but I don't think comics have to be superheroes. You can, it's like a, it's like a thumbs and fingers argument. Like, all thumbs are fingers, but not all fingers are thumbs. All comic book movies, all, all superhero comic book. I don't know, maybe not. I feel. I like, get what you're trying to say. Yeah. I I don't think all comics have to be about heroes, though. No, they don't. But it's the thing of like, if you're doing a Batman story, you are talking about superhero. Yeah, and it's just and like agree. this is a superhero thing. You can't say like you're doing a su- or unless you're doing the Dark Knight. Um, but do you think that's a superhero movie? The Dark Knight? Y- yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you think this isn't, then that definitely isn't a superhero movie. I think it is. Why? He he's a hero. But this one's a hero. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> this one's a hero. I just, I was like, I was like, this is, I was, I, maybe I'm just, I, it's been too long since I watched it. I, the one I've seen <laughs> the most is The Dark Knight Rises. People. Um, the one I, so like, and in that, he's definitely a hero. Um, yeah. He's I, a hero in this. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just didn't really solidify it till the end, but that also was kind of the point. I still feel like he was a hero in the beginning. It was just like, he was, he was, doing what he felt needed to be he was like trying to be a real realist about it just mm-hmm. like if you hate me that's fine i'm doing what needs to get done but it's the thing of like he's still doing what he believes is best for gotham but it's only towards the end whenever it's like no i can they can like me too sort of a thing well what i'm more referencing is when he actually goes and helps the people out from under like the wreckage yeah that was when it fully solidified me like okay He's not just he was vengeance help- anymore. But no, he was he's, helping he's, people before that too. Yes, but that's when like, like the helped, turn was. That was like, the point. Was that was the turn? That was when he was no longer vengeance. He was becoming justice. You can still be a superhero and be like about vengeance. I know, but like for me, 
when it comes to what 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 I felt like this movie was trying to say was he wasn't fully a hero until he decided that he wasn't also vengeance. I didn't get that. That's what I took it as, and maybe we just took I it took different it ways. as he learned a lesson. I didn't take it as uh, on how to be better. Not that he wasn't good enough until he learned this thing. I'm not saying he wasn't good enough. I'm just saying I think he'll be able to be better now that he has learned this lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, but specifically I think, a hero. But still, like throughout the whole thing, he's a hero. He's a superhero. He felt more like a vigilante to me. That's. In these comic book worlds, those go hand in hand. Like they I know, in, I know in reality, like that's not the case. I'm not saying that it, I'm not like delusional on that. But with these comic book movies in this these worlds, it's like if you're putting on a mask and you're saving people, you're a superhero. Yeah, you're a vigilante. You want to get into the sp- specific terms about it? Like, yeah, he's a vigilante. That's like his essence. But it's like, no, he's a superhero. Doesn't matter. Like, it's they go hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I th- I think this movie was trying to say he was a vigilante, but he was switching to a hero. That's how I took it. He's a vigilante no matter what. No matter what. Even like the Bruce Wayne, or not Bruce Wayne, the Ben Affleck version is a vigilante. But that's the argument of like thumbs and fingers. Every superhero is a vigilante, but not every vigilante is a superhero. No, not Superman. And is I guess a, that's Superman the isn't a, a vigilante. He's not going against the law. That's fair. That's the difference. So maybe a vigilante. Soup, a, maybe, no, a vigilante is someone who takes the law into their own hands and does with it how they feel they need to do it, which is what Bruce is doing. He's viewing the system in Gotham as not good enough, so he's taking it into his own hands. But Superman, by the way, I, I actually do want to say. I'm totally fine with seeing this like start off a universe and seeing like Superman and Wonder Woman and all that. I'm totally fine with watching mm-hmm. that evolution or I'm fine with it just being Batman. I, I actually want to see Gotham. I want to see every inch of Gotham before I we I don't want to see every inch. But Okay, that was an exaggeration. But no, I um I'm fine with either way, I think. But um no, like but Superman is he's I mean he's lying. Definitely, but he's giving the idea that he's just a guy trying to help, and he's not breaking any laws. He's not even putting on a mask. They they don't know that he has a secret identity, but he um they think that's just him. They don't know that they're, like he's living a secret life. They think that he's just this alien that's here to help. So he's not even breaking any laws. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well. And then I want to bring up the Joker. How far are we into this? It's not going to be long. I'm just—it's the same thing I brought how I brought up with the Dark Knight. I'm just going to state my opinion. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I know your opinion, but go ahead. The reason why this is better than the Joker is this understands what Batman is, and it delivers on it, and it does, and it like it tells a story where that is accurate to Batman. The Joker doesn't do that, but. As you have said before, the reason Joker doesn't do that is simply because he's not actually a genius in the movie. And that is something that the Joker has to be, correct? Yes. Don't say it's an origin film. I'm not. As someone who didn't know that and didn't think of the Joker in that way, it made a great film for me. I think it... I like it better, I'm, but... 
we've been like having a running bit of, on this of like we won't get into this argument and we're not going to get into it big but i am going to say why i i don't like the joker which is that it's not it's a great story it really is a great story i'm not saying it's a bad story what i'm saying is it has almost nothing to do with the joker it's a great so i i really i almost feel like it was somebody else's script that they like put joker makeup on and like added a few little they made this character thomas wayne and you know that sort of thing even arthur fleck is like i know we're we don't necessarily know the joker's origin we're not supposed to but even like with it being Arthur Fleck, it's like that has had no significance to the Joker in any medium. Like it's we've had ideas of what his name has been in the past. It, Jack Napier is like the biggest um, example of what his name was before he became Joker. But it's just like, where did Arthur Fleck come from? I think it was like I almost feel like it was someone else's script that they were like, I think this will make more money if we make it a Joker film. And they just didn't put that much work into it. And that, I disagree. And that's why I think they wanted to show a different side of Joker. No, because I don't think they understand what the Joker is. Technically, if you understand what the Joker is, you will never make a Joker movie. Why? Because you don't want to know his origin. That's what adds to the terrifying aspect of Joker and the intrigue of him. Mm-hmm. So it's the thing of like, that's why I feel this is better than Joker. It does have the same tone. Like the the tones are very similar of like just dark and depressing i think you can tell that the joker was made and they were like that's the vibe we want for the next batman and they created it but well, actually no. had the character well, no this has actually been in production way longer than joker has really yeah um uh, the pandemic is really what like fucked this that's made it fair. come out so long but um no this has been planned for a long time and i think it was just coincidence coincidences like this happen a lot in the movie yeah, industry a lot well, I mean, the the whole tone of the movie industry just shifts on it all together. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, for my opinion, I think this is a better movie than Joker because it understands what the characters are and the Joker doesn't. I don't think the Joker does. I I can't speak to it. From what you tell me, <laughs> yeah. he's supposed to be a genius. And I even admitted whenever we talked about it in person off this podcast that um he's Yeah, it, it 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 that it, that uh it what made it great was the story itself. And I like that he was like making mistakes and yeah, he's not a genius in that he fumbles into like a revolution in that movie. And it's the thing of like, if you're the Joker, you shouldn't be fumbling into anything. Well, I can think of an example, but it's not going to be a revolution. Mm -hmm. Like I could get into all that, but we really don't have the time for it. But it's the thing of like, he should be a lot smarter than he is in that movie. And he's not because he, they didn't, really understand what the character of joker is Mm -hmm. and yeah i i will say like i'm still sticking to the idea if you know what the joker is you won't make a joker movie that's fair so yeah um so we're at an hour 30 right now but let's let's get um, yeah i don't it's too easy to you don't have a lot to say i don't have a lot to say about it but um (sighs) how did you not hate him i hated his guts at the the end i didn't hate him I thought he was a complicated character. Most definitely. And, like, there were things in his life that kind of made me go, I understand why he's so angry mm-hmm. and just kind of an asshole and, like, isn't really doing these situations how a normal person should. But, um, yeah, like, the things that happen, like, his wife is such a bitch. 
in her defense, he's cheating on her constantly. Yeah, but I would also be a bitch. I know, but if you're, <laughs> but like, she really just like he walks up to her and she's just like, "Your cat died. She got it got bit by a rattlesnake in the throat and died." And it's just like, if you like, you live with that. That's gonna make you so angry, and you're gonna take it out. If you can't take it out on her, you're gonna take it out on other people. That was more that Wes Anderson touch of how blunt she was though yeah but it's still but it, it doesn't matter the Wes Anderson touch it's like he's living with that that's a, yeah. that's gonna make you like just an awful person and then, like his career isn't going the way he wants it his to his best friend just died best friend just died he's got a son that's not his son because he's shooting blanks but mm-hmm. he's being like forced into the situation because no one's wanting to tell him like dude you're really not his dad because no one wants to disappoint him. Yeah, he wants to be in a happier relationship. Like, the reason he's cheating is because he's in a unhappy relationship, but he does he won't just leave. So mm-hmm. he's just having to, like, internalize all these things. I almost, like, understand this character a little bit too much. That's why I'm, I don't like him, but I'm not hating him. I'm just kind of like, eh, that sucks, man. How I see him, and the ending really solidifies it for me, is he is someone who wanted to be something mm-hmm. and he was willing to do basically anything to ensure that this documentary got made. And maybe it was because his best friend died and he wanted to get actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump on that. Cause that's what I think. Yeah. I think his best friend got killed by the Jaguar shark, which mm-hmm. it was totally worth it. In my opinion. I love that. That's such a fun part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is how he grieved. Yeah. He did the second documentary and then he released it and it was a smash freaking hit. Mm-hmm. But he didn't care. Yeah. He didn't actually want the documentary. Because he, really he, wanted, he just wants to. He wanted peace. He wants to grieve for his friend. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think what I love is the complexity of him going from, I'm just trying to make a documentary to actually, I got everything I ever wanted. Not, yeah. not not only from before he died, but just to try and deal with what happened. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't enough. He walks off and he just has this melancholy look of mm-hmm. sadness. And you can just see that, like, this is a man who is still just as empty as he was at the beginning of this whole adventure. And I think I love the complexity within that. I think I just love the characterization of him specifically. And props to Bill Murray. Yeah, or playing such a great complex character, mm-hmm. and I and that that's why I wanted to show this movie to you was because I wanted to show you a movie, w- one of my favorites, where the main person's kind of just a dick. Well, it's but it's the thing of like I guess it's like a me thing of of I I I almost feel like I do, I understood this character too much. That's to, I agree. I agree. To just for like because. I've actually looked it up. Other people like hate this character too. I don't hate this character. I mean, I don't like hate him, but he's a shit person. I don't even necessarily think he's a shit person because I'm just like, this is a dude that's just in a shit situation and he doesn't understand how to healthily deal with it. So I almost feel bad for him. It's the thing of like, I don't. So in that sense, and also just, I'll be honest, I, I was bored during this movie. I. And that might have been the fact of I watched the French Dispatch, and this is artistically a very different film than the French well, this Dispatch. Was like second or third, where French Dispatch is like his fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely like perfect. You've seen you you started with 
and I said this whenever we talked about it the other day, lightly, uh, like you, you started with peak mm-hmm. Wes Anderson and then went to his third movie where he was still definitely finding his voice. Yeah, that that's definitely the case. And that can definitely de- have something to do with it, I think. But I don't know, just story wise, it was a thing of like, especially when I found out that Ned was not his kid, I was like, why do I care then? Like about this, this guy or any of these people. It's just the thing of like, I, I didn't really care. I, I was bored. The point was maybe he, you, he made you think that like all these things were important through the documentary. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, none of it really mattered. Not only to you as the audience, but to him, mm-hmm. he wasn't happy. He didn't get the salvation that he was searching for the entire time. He's still just a sad guy who now has money. And I, mm-hmm. I think and I, that was that was the point for me. And maybe it just and I mean, you should have sold me on that, I guess. Then maybe maybe my expectations were wrong on this because I really was expecting to like hate this guy. And really, I was like, I don't know. I didn't want to spoil especially, it. Well, especially like the um, you had mentioned, like he says a slur for lesbians a lot. And one, I didn't hear him say that word at all. I heard him say a different word that I don't know what it was. But also, like, it was something else that I had never heard of in my life. And two... He said it twice, because Alyssa was pissed. He said it, like, more than twice. I'm talking about the D word. I know, but he said something else, like, more than twice. I I don't know what it is. But also, like, even that stuff, it's just, like, he's old. I don't care if he's, uh, like, he's not politically correct. I'm not expecting him to be politically correct. He's an old dude that doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. I also just glazed over it. It was also made in like 98. So like I just kind of glazed over it myself. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to spoil that he was that like how I wanted you to get your own complexity from the character on your own. And you did. I just yes. think I kind of tainted it on accident. You could. Have, yeah, I guess you had sold this on me to that. Like he's this character that you love to hate. But really, I just felt sad for him. No, I, I think I sold him too wrong, too. I think I sold him off wrong, and it kind of impacted. And, yeah, point. I definitely do think that, um, like, I probably shouldn't have started with French Dispatch. Also, just, like, I love French, French Dispatch because it was a movie. Um, it was an artist kind of talking about art. About art and kind of showing his opinion on it. And as a creative, I, I really connected to that because I, I enjoyed that kind of viewpoint from it. But for this, it was just... It was just a completely different thing, so I was just kind of, I, I just didn't really connect with it um, as maybe some other people have or as it was intended to be. I, I don't know if you're going to love Wes Anderson as much as I do across the board. That's fair. Just because I, a lot- I do want to see the um, Grand Budapest Hotel like so much. Oh, yeah, for sure. I haven't watched that one yet, but because mm-hmm. a lot of them are slice of life like this. And you're giving characters that you might not really like. Because, like, in French Dispatch, I didn't like a few of the characters. Like, I didn't like the girl, the reporter from the second story. I thought she was a really kind of bad person. Yeah. You know? And so, like, I feel like... But I don't know. With that, it was like I understood it. Because it was kind of a thing of she was supposed to be uh, journalistically neutral. But that's a hard thing to do. So I understood Mm -hmm. that character of, like, this is her kind of breaking that rule. Because she... She wants to get involved. Maybe she's just tired of it. She's getting old. She's she's 
is sad like she says she's not but like yeah there's obviously a part of her that seems a bit lonely and sad so she's kind of venting that but this it was just kind of a thing of like this just seems like a guy who has no idea how to handle the situations in his life that's fair i liked it but Mm. as we have found in other movies there's some things i really like that you don't there's some things you really like that i don't yeah i think that's okay with that that's been the big lesson between our relationship especially with this podcast yeah absolutely we have very different point of views on Mm -hmm. a lot of things i do want to point out though I I haven't recommended you one that you haven't liked. No, you haven't. And now you've recommended me two, two that you didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, and I think I think honestly, I have a smaller scope in movies than you do. Well, that could be. But that being range. said, that being said, I might run the risk this week. That's fine. Yeah. But I think I have a smaller scope, and. In my scope, I have a very particular taste, mm-hmm. and that's a and that's a good thing. Like we should kind of figure out what that taste is and whatever that niche is to just kind of be like mine is superheroes, really, and like I wear that on my heart. Like you wear it on your sleeve. Wear it on my sleeve, sure. I don't know metaphors. It's fine. Wear it like your heart on your sleeve. Sure. That's that. It's like heart on sleeve. It means right. you. Do you know what a malafor is? No. What the f- great? I'll show you that later. Okay. Um, but go on, but just like, yeah, like superheroes is my thing. But that being said, I can branch out and I can find other things I love. I do like slice of life and I like, I like a psychological thriller every once in Mm -hmm. a while, but it's the thing of, um, I'm not sure what my point was for that. I'll be completely honest. You were trying to make a point about our different tastes. It sounded so deep, but I really had nowhere left to go with that. I think I saw where you were going. (laughs) I think you were trying to say yours is that, and you do like Slice of Life, where mine is just Slice of Life. I think it's important to kind of figure out what that niche is, but you do have to kind of be Be willing willing to to go out, branch out eventually. Yeah, because that's where your like taste comes in. It's also like the point of this podcast. Yeah, at least for me. Well, because like Love and Monsters, you were like, it's fine. I freaking love that movie. Mm-hmm. It was, it's probably one of my favorite action adventure movies I've seen in 10 years. What was the other one that I was like, wasn't for me? Social Network. That's right. Yeah. And you wanted just to get out of the way. Although I have recommended you one or two that you just loved across the board. Yeah. Weathering absolutely. with you. Mm-hmm. And like The Crow and Weathering with you, I think, I think The Crow's my favorite you've introduced me to yeah. so far. Cool. And I, I think it's safe to say Weathering with you is probably the best I've recommended to you. Yeah. That's and I like I like that no matter if we find like oh that's fine yeah we also like like I have one of my new favorite movies now mm-hmm. and like I, I love that I was able to share my little taste of anime and you to know what you. I'm, I will say I mean I've been wanting to watch it but and like it wasn't a podcast recommendation but you kind of kicked me in the butt to watch Ponyo and Ponyo is like one of my favorites yeah man. I did that before we even started the podcast that was just like a but I want to credit that to you because, like, I love Ponyo. I know. And I think it would have taken me so much longer to watch it. Well, because we were at my Halloween party. Yeah. And I was and like, you, were you gonna, need to watch that you one. You were going to play it, but you were going to play it, like, in the background. And I looked, and there was something that looked just beautiful. And I was like, I can't watch this in the background. I need to, like, pay attention to this at a different time. <laughs> so, yeah. um. And, I, I, and I'm really glad I was kind of able to break that. Because I told her, I was like, it's just Little Mermaid. Like, mm-hmm. don't expect You're anything. Absolutely it right. Is. It's so crazy it's how just right more it is. Mystical, but it's so much better. <laughs> yeah, I loved it way more. I love Pony oh, yeah. with a burning passion. So I love um, it too. Yeah. So like, I and I'm really glad that like, I think, anime. I got you down. I can usually find That's an anime fair. and be like, he'll like that one. Yeah. I I still think you need to watch your name. Yeah. 
which is the prequel sort of yeah to that. actually I, yeah that one's on my list but yeah like weathering with you is a great example of how i love slice of life oh, as well because so it's just like if i don't like it, i'm not gonna like that i'm mm -mm. gonna love that that mm -hmm. was so good it was um beautiful so great but yeah i'm gonna give you my recommendation which this one is a it's a risky one you might not like this and that's fine but i do think it's something that i think everyone should watch what is it prince no <laughs> No, it's not that. It's not that. I just I thought that was funny. We, that's a conversation we had earlier. Yeah. But um, no, it's gonna be Batman '89. I don't think I'll hate it. I think you could not like it. Really? Yeah. I'd yeah. be surprised. Okay. It is on Hulu. I checked. Yeah. So did I. No, I'm glad we. <laughs> but um, we talked about last week. Yeah, but no, I think that's I think that's just a movie that like I think everyone should watch just for educational no, purposes. Fair. My cousin actually wants to do a marathon. I might see if we can do it for the podcast. You should do a marathon of two movies and you stop at Batman Returns and you don't do any of the other ones. Is Batman Forever bad? Yes! And Batman and Robin. I mean, I've seen Batman and Robin. Yes, Batman and Batman Forever is bad. Um, yeah, yeah, so bad. Um, I just, like, remembered. Who's the villain in Batman Returns? Returns? Yeah. Uh, the Penguin. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. And then it's Riddler and someone else. Two-Face. Two Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. I love Tommy Lee Jones, though. Yeah, but he just did it for his kids, and he just did the Joker. Mm. And it wasn't a good Joker. Was Jim Carrey not good as a Riddler? I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> that you was seen... sarcasm, right? Yeah, it was. Great. <laughs> okay. Uh, you've seen Truman Show, right? Yes. I know we've talk I've talked about it. No, he's a great show. actor. Just that's not a great role for no, him. It, it also... It was... I remember that Riddler being weird as hell. It's exactly uh, what they wanted for that movie. That's fair. They wanted. They were like, "We're doing the Riddler. This character is not that serious." Twenty years later, um, and but also just and Jim Carrey was famous at the time, and so it was just. I think he had done the mask already, so it was just the thing of like, let's get the dude that did the mask, and so it was just like, you know, it's just classic Jim Carrey at his peak. That's fair. So yeah. But no, I think I think Batman '89 is a great film. It's super campy, in drag. But yeah, I think I think this is fun. This is Michael Keaton. This is also like educational for the Flash because Michael Keaton is coming back as yeah, Batman. Yeah, so yeah. it really is like you need to watch his Batman movies. Yeah, I'm not gonna make you watch Batman Returns, though. So I'll probably do it anyways. I think people do uh, view that one as the better of the two. Really? Yeah, I I think so. I like 89 more, but it's just, they're, they're both about the same in a, in my opinion, but, um, you don't have, yeah, if you watch it, it's going to be on your time. I'm not making you That's watch fair. that. Um, and yeah, it's, um, and Batman 89 is, um, oh, what is his, who's the guy that did the shining? Like the actor? Yeah. I don't remember his name. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to find him out, but he's the Joker. Oh, so the Joker is in the first Batman. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll find his name because he's Tim huge. Did Tim Burton direct them? Yes. I'm the already going to love it, bro. The first two. I'm already going to love it, man. I'm like 90% positive. I'm going to try and recommend something not Slice of Life I don't next think time. it actually is. It. I think it's just Batman. It's not the Batman. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. No, I, I haven't do seen like it. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> um, yeah, well. All right, guys. Well, I think with that being said, we are done for today. To be continued. See you guys next time. Bye.